From Chicago, welcome to Three Degrees Discussions. I'm your host, Mike Vasquez. This is a podcast of what are the stories behind the innovators, entrepreneurs, and leaders in the 3D printing industry. Why are we here? Why, why are we do without a brewery? And you know, people start, it's because it's, uh, it's fun. It's like, yeah, it's, it's, it is fun. Because uh, it's easier to network when, you, when, when you're socializing. It's like, yes, it's, that's true. Why, why else? And there's, a, there's an answer, but I, I can't give it here because it would spoil every other one of the... Uh, every other one of the events we reached out to a lot of people we knew in the industry and kind of did this you know pitched the same idea that david had pitched to me and and i think everyone had the same reaction i did that was like this this just makes sense that was david tucker and Kristen mulheron combined these two have years of am experience and over the past several months have worked together to create the implement am workshop series across the country this episode features the story of how these workshops came to be and the gap they saw in the am event circuit before we get started, head over to www.3degreescompany.com and subscribe to the podcast. Remember, you can listen to your show anywhere you download your podcast, including Spotify, Apple, Amazon, or Stitcher. Also, if you or your company are looking for materials, qualification, or general AM support, reach out to the team through All our right. website. Thanks so much for joining me, Kristen and David. Um, excited to talk about Implement AM and all the work that you guys have been doing to, to put these events on around the country. Um, but first, I'd like to kind of get to the uh, some context for for all the listeners, and it would be great if both of you could just do kind of a, a short introduction of kind of how you got into additive and kind of how you got to um, the kind of the the space where you are today with with working on on these different events and all the other work that you're doing. So, um, Kristen, you want to start? And kind of get a sure. uh, yeah. little bit of background for the audience. Um, I got an additive quite a while ago um, on the metal side of things. Actually, I started with a company called LPW, which is now Carpenter Additive. Um, they do the metal powders for uh, laser powder bed fusion. Um, it was, um, I tell people always the same story. It was in the UK and I, I moved to the UK. And about a month after I moved there, I went to uh, Formnext for the first time. And I'll never forget when I walked in um you know it was that moment where i was like i this is an industry i will never leave i knew i was i knew it was it that was where i belonged um it was really cool um so you know since then i've worked all across the industry um from you know the analytical equipment side at thermo fisher um i joined hp which is where i met uh david uh back in i think i was thinking it was i think it's 2018 when we met back then um yeah, so. and that is when i moved over to the plastic side of the industry doing um working on the mjf printer um, I've since been a consultant for several years, my own company, um, working across then, you know, the whole industry with service bureaus, software providers, materials, people, end users. And just recently I'm now, um, just joined Hubble as the, uh, head of additive manufacturing technology, um, which has been really fun so far. It's been hectic and crazy, but really, really, really fun. So what is, um, what is Hubble? So Hubble is actually, it's a big, um, electric electrical solutions provider. So essentially the way that the, the simple way to say it is. Um, if it's, you know, they call it before the meter or after the meter. So, you know, that being kind of like the utility poles. Um, so, you know, there's utility pole type stuff and then there's stuff in your house, but pretty much everywhere you go, there's a Hubble product that you just don't know about. Um, it's quite large when you're in the electrical solutions space. All right, David, you're up. Yeah. So how I got started, I would say really, I mean, I've always had always used additive manufacturing for like a 3d printing and like prototyping as a, as a, I'm a plastics engineer. It was kind of everything I developed. It always, always, you know, use that. Um, and I would say, and I was working at HP, I think the year 
it was like 2016, like at the very beginning of like MJF. And they were looking for someone who understood plastics and understood automotive product development. And I happened to be working there in procurement, buying injection molds and, you know, had all my background had been in commercial truck and passenger vehicle development. And uh, so really, you know, transitioned into that, into that, you know, well, how do you get people to use a digital manufacturing process and, and, oh, and by the way, we want, we want to use it for production, uh, not for prototype. And, and it was so, uh, it was a really great time because it, it was like coming up in a world where nothing existed, you know, materials weren't approved, uh, by, by customers. It was like unknown, like what really digital production was or digital manufacturing, um, supply chains didn't exist. And really, so it, I kind of fell into, and I, you know, being like a, one of the first real, real users of like MJF from like this, like production angle. And I was developing or helping a team develop the, uh, the, their five, their 500 series, 300 and 500 series printer, which is like a full color printer. And we, so we were like developing supply chains and doing a lot of really fun stuff for that. Um, the organization took, took note of some of that success. And I, I found myself working with automotive companies, kind of leading, guiding, inspiring them to do very similar things inside of their, their organizations. It, it really comes down to like, well, well how do you operationalize a digital manufacturing process um, inside of an organization, right? Organizations need standards, operation procedures, um, uh, and ha- had a lot of fun doing that. Um, got to a you know got to a point where I really just didn't like you know listening to someone's problem and saying, "Oh, your solution is buying a microprinter." <laughs> you know, there's many many you know you're listening to a problem and it's like you know going to that you know that that's that solution. So. Um, through, you know, through my network and through really where I wanted to, you know, a go, I, I took a really strong look at uh, providing parts uh, and joined Forecast 3D at the time being acquired by, by GKN and started developing products and solutions that really were like, that could resonate for, for an automotive company and developed a couple things there um, and really developed MVPs for them, tested the market and had some pretty good success. Um, ended up having a brief stint at, at Stanley Black and Decker. Uh, we could we could unpack that and get into we could do a podcast just on that experience. Um, but now am really independent in helping people, my including myself, develop additive manufacturing products and services. So whether it's a service that relies on on additive or a product that relies on additive, um, and helping companies kind of change the way that they're maybe bundling or offering or uh, productizing digital solutions. And I, I have a lot of fun doing that. And that's really what I, what I enjoy doing. Fantastic. And so um, the theme of, of today's conversations around kind of these events that you've been putting on over the last, what is it? Six months, maybe almost a year. When was the first one? We started. Uh, we started talking about this in December, and then did okay. um, our very first one very quickly um, in uh, January in Detroit. So let's maybe like rewind back to that time. I mean, um, where was what was the seed? What were those, some of those like conversations? Like, what was the like was this a uh, on the back of a bar napkin? What was the what was the the start of it? 
I mean, yeah. David deserves all the credit for sure because he he did this. He did a similar thing back when we both worked at HP in 2018, um, uh, and I went to it as an attendee. Um, and then uh, he reached out to me and said, "You know, I'm thinking about doing these again. You wanna you wanna join me?" Um, and I was like, "Definitely," because I I had gone to that event and I loved it. So um, that's my story. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I so it one of these things where it's like productizing and services. Well, it's like, I see the, I see a gap in the industry um, that I, I, I think it fills. We can get into that, but how it started was exactly that. You know, I called up Chris and said, Hey, I've got an idea. And I didn't at the, I, I knew that she was extremely talented and smart. I did not realize that it was like at the end of the conversation, there would be like an LLC, a website, uh, like every operational element needed for for a business entity i think was done within like at least 48 hours and um and it, 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 as, as an innovator having that like forcing function to like no we're doing this thing we're committing today we're moving forward um really really helps um helps like the default development process and helps you helps you innovate so she's been, you've been a great partner um, throughout this because of, you know, because of that, I can, I can live in this product development space, creating things and not moving anything forward in, in that. And so it, it was a really good, uh, really good partnership just, you know, from the, you know, from the beginning. Yeah, our, our differences have served us very well, I think. And it's been, it's been really fun. And so what's, what's the concept maybe for those who aren't aware of the, the event hasn't gone to one, like, what is it? Yeah. Well, I've I like music a lot, so I'll use I use like analogies to like the music and you know the music industry. As an someone who attends events, um, I've recognized that a lot of the events and additive have gotten really big, and I call them destination festivals, where it's like you know I like music events, I like Lollapalooza. Lollapalooza is a great destination festival. And they're actually really similar to Lollapalooza, where it's like, I am in love with these artists, or in love with this technology. There's a lot of really great people. It's going to be a really great environment. You know, we're going to like have a great shared experience. Um, but unfortunately, I have to take a week off work. I have to uh, spend a week in Chicago, you know, and it's very expensive. And you start seeing that you're like, well, to drive an inclusive community, that's maybe not the best, the best business model. You know, so it was like, well, how do we take like a, like a tour, do more of a tour, right? Where it's like, well, you have, you have cities, it's, it's very local. It's very like designed for the, for the community and kind of brings those elements to, to people locally, maybe smaller, you know, it's like, you're not going to be like, you know, 5,000 people in, you're going to be, you know, sub a hundred. Okay. More of a, like an, an intimate show. And, um, and that was the concept that I had, had brought to Kristen and, uh, we started that we have started uh, uh, really developing and innovating around. Did you have a, I mean, the big conferences, I totally agree with you. They're, they're huge now, whether it's form next or I mean, even rapid and a mug, like each has a different flavor. Now you've got TCT USA. Um, there's a lot of them. Um, and they're all great. I mean, like I want to like, they're sure, all really, sure. really great. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't have to say they're all great, but <laughs> I think yeah. each have their, their pros and cons, yeah. but as a, as a, uh, yeah. um, but I think there's, 
they're so like agree with you that they're so big now it's so broad right and so in some cases for different users or like people who have been established like they kind of know okay i'm going to see these three people i know like they make it a small mini conference because they're just going to see those like group of people but how do you kind of theme around what you're doing right because additive is so big right like there's different tentacles in different directions like what did you kind of coalesce on a theme of like what you wanted these events to talk about or kind of revolve around think, pretty early on I think it's more about getting people to think differently you know it's it's geared for people who are newer to the industry for sure um and obviously we do present content you know that's you know on specific technologies and things like that but it's it's not really the point it's about getting people to think differently because you know the one of the biggest hurdles that I think we're all aware of um in this industry of making it mainstream is just that kind of that fear, that fear and that lack of knowledge of how to jump across that, that chasm. Um, so that's kind of the point is to give people the tools um, and the thought processes and uh, to be able to make that leap um, and be able to leave that knowing um, the local people in your, you know, in the people who are, that's, it's very local attendees. So you meet all the people in your, you know, region that are, um, have similar interests and know when you leave who to reach out to for more information and how to how to continue to go along that journey. Yeah. I think the other really cool thing that I've seen on, on the events that you have is like, it's a really interesting mix of the local folks. And then you've got kind of this national group of sponsors or partners, right? Whether it's machine manufacturers or software folks that, um, also engage in different ways. So you want to talk a little bit about how, like, how did that come about or like, what was the special kind of sauce mix with, with getting kind of other like-minded people involved? From a sponsorship point of view, I think, you know, I think we had, we reached out to a lot of people we knew in the industry and kind of did this, you know, pitch the same idea that David had pitched to me. And, and I think everyone had the same reaction I did. That was like, this, this just makes sense. You know, uh, having a smaller, um gathering of local people um geared towards you know collaboration and and group exercises and you know trying our best you know to get away from powerpoint which is totally impossible in reality but we you know we're doing our best um and um you know create this kind of workshop based atmosphere um everyone just got it you know i think everyone's you know everyone's tired of being spoken at um these days and so it was an opportunity for them to develop their own personalized workshops to be able to you know again help people facilitate through through their own personal journey based on whatever they happen to do um you know from a software perspective or whatever but we've made it very clear to our sponsors as well that it needs to be you know uh brand agnostic so we try to have non-competing sponsors um at all of the events so that they can talk about instead of talking about their brand they can talk about powder diffusion in general or you know um uh you know software product development from you know a service bureau's point of view or whatever we try to keep it really really um broad again so there's no no branding involved but everyone's everyone's on board and gets it they're all at a at a brewery right yeah yeah that's like an interesting uh, i can't spoil it but we start every every event it's like say hey we're at a brewery why are we here? Why why would we do without a brewery? And you know, people start it's because it's uh because it's fun. It's like yeah, it's, it's it, it is fun because uh, it's easier to network when you when when you're socializing. It's like yes, that's that's true. Why why else? And there's a there's an answer, but I, I can't give it here because it would spoil every other one of the uh, 
every other one of the events because it it comes over really well so awesome and what's the um maybe i think they're each is probably a little bit different but do you want to just like walk through like what like as an attendee like what should you expect like what what sorts of things are you doing is it a day is it a half a day kind of what what are like some of the like the experience from the the attendee side yeah it's a full day event um culminating at the end of the day with a happy hour because of course we're at a brewery why would we not um you know we do a lot of um one of the things we've discovered um you know it's been an iterative process obviously we've learned along the way and one of the things we've discovered is people really want to get to know each other you know it's 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 very much a networking event in a lot of ways in addition to the learning and so we make a big effort to make sure that the attendees get to know everybody um and we do different things to to essentially shuffle them around and make sure that they 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 sit at different tables with different people throughout the day um and there's a lot of again these small group workshops so you know anywhere from four to six people um and uh working through different exercises that david has created or through you know directly or through uh in co- collaboration with some of the sponsors um and then of course there is some content that's more educational from a a more traditional point of view in terms of, like I said, you know, giving people kind of a background on some of the foundational technologies. Um, David probably has a more interesting way of explaining it than I do. Yeah. <laughs> uh, over, I mean, overall, we want everything to be fun. And we, at first, we we kind of, let's say, focus grouped it a bit with a couple people early on, um, specifically um, Ken Burns with GK and Forecast, um, Kyle Harvey with, with Xtol, um, Chris with Freeform. And we really said, you know, we're thinking about doing this. And the, the first iteration, you know, I guess it's like, I'm also like kind of an academic was like, oh, let's take a case study approach. It's like, well, let's take people through the emotional journey of developing these, these, uh, these, these products that are like, you know, digitally produced. Let's take a case study and really help people back into like, um, how to find, how, how to find solutions. Quickly realized, the overhead to do that is immense. It would be great, but the amount of to get people to the time to put in to put into it to get to turn like a case study into very clear learning objectives. There's a reason why Harvard makes a lot of money doing this kind of stuff. Um, still think it's a great idea. It's just not. It doesn't. It takes. It takes a lot. So we ended up going to uh, more of like collaborative, you know, collaborative things that get people to communicate and talk, um, and have developed those with those with uh those with partners um um what jumps to mind is like you know stefan from elnick has provided excellent support aiden from mit we developed a really great workshop that's around assessing parts for technology fit and uh good idea fit which i think was an excellent thing and he gets total credit for good idea fit um and uh you know to like assess parts in like a group a group setting and then and then have like a, a discussion exercise at the end um, but ultimately the goal is just to get us, you know, step away, try to step away as much from PowerPoint as possible. You know, at first we would give people the challenge is, Hey, no PowerPoint. And so, and part of the goal of a business is like, we have to bring people in to help financially support it. And when you would like put that objective, it's just too hard. People's like, oh, all right, well, this is uh, this is great. Um, let me know how it goes. Um, I'm going to, I'm going to be out for this one. And, uh, you know, and then we're like, all right, well, how do we make this like easily, easily accomplished? Or maybe like build a beachhead, like something that's like, you know, that's like simple, put some, put some, uh, you know, constraints on it. That's not so like, we're not going to use PowerPoint, you know? So it's kind of a hybrid now. Um, some people show up with, show up with, with uh, PowerPoints and, 
you know, we try to like drive as much interaction as possible. It's like, we'll have like reflective moments or something during that PowerPoint that like enables people to like talk. And Kristen brought in something that was like really, really great. It was like after, if you do a presentation, right? If like, if I, if I give a presentation for 50 people, you get to the end, you say, are there any questions? Like, I'm excited to talk about this. Everyone will sit there. It's like, well, I don't want to ask the question first. I don't want to, maybe I was like busy with my cell phone for like a second and I didn't get all the details or, or maybe I'm like, this is like really technical and I'm interested, but I don't want to come across as like, I don't know. I'm like, yeah, I don't know what I'm doing. So she brought in this idea of, we'll have the groups talk amongst themselves for a couple minutes and then each group ask a question. And it just opens up this immense floodgate of like questions from every, from everyone. It's almost, sometimes it's almost too much. We're like, guys are blowing through our time limit. Like we're, we're literally serious now. Like you only get one question, you know, per, per group, but it's a good problem to have. That's awesome. And which, which cities have you done so far? Yeah, we did, we started Detroit um, and then Los Angeles, then Boston. Uh, and then just very recently we were in Denver. Um, and then we have uh, Milwaukee coming up on uh, August 17th. Um uh, it's going to be a very cool, apparently it's a cool part of Milwaukee. I'm not familiar with Milwaukee, so I can't wait to go because it's in the third ward, which apparently is a really cool part of Milwaukee. Um, and then uh, Austin um, is uh, firmed up. And then we're thinking um, probably Charlotte for October. Um, but the goal is to have a different city every month. So we have a few in the pipeline in the works. Um, and those are Austin's for sure. And Charlotte is is a, a definite maybe. You also see when you select cities or when you plant down in the in a city that there are specific industry personalities to them. Like I imagine what's going on in Milwaukee mm-hmm. is different than Denver, that's different in Boston. Yeah, for sure. It is and it's really interesting. It's been kind of an interesting, I think, um, exploration for both of us in terms of you know, you know, it's, there's the obvious, you know, industry segments like you know, obviously Detroit was heavily automotive. Um, and Los Angeles is very heavily uh, aerospace, but, you know, you, there's even just, there's different vibes, obviously, you know, the LA event was very different than the Detroit event, um, you know, p- partly because the brew pubs are quite different in LA than they are from Detroit. Um, but you just get a whole different feel. Um, and we've learned a lot about kind of, you know, what makes sense, you know, we're, we're finding kind of these middle markets are the ones that, um, you know, that people we're trying to target a lot of the ones that people don't typically get things like this in. You know, like Milwaukee doesn't typically get their own events. I think most people go to Chicago. Um, so we're trying to hit kind of those places as well that um, have, you know, obviously like Charlotte has a lot of interest. You know, there's a lot of additive manufacturing happening in Charlotte. But, you know, I, I've never been to an event in Charlotte. So, um, you know, we want to try to hit those places. And a couple more questions just, uh, out of my curiosity. I mean, what's the like for each of you, like going to uh, attending the event and facilitating and listening to the attendees, like what's each of you, like the most surprising thing that you've heard during one of the classes during, or during one of the, the workshops. Ooh, uh, I'm going to give that to David. I think. Yeah. So uh, the most, everyone is different. The I learned something at all, at, at all of them, but the, uh, really it's like prop, Product folks, people who like get additive, uh, I think we all kind of come to like very similar strategies or very similar conclusions. Um, the one that was most surprising to me was um, in LA with Jeff Campbell from Relativity Space, he gave an amazing presentation on how they, uh, you know, 3D print uh, a rocket. And, uh, and it's, uh, 
using our own proprietary methods, you know, she kind of, you know, shared some, some details about it. And, um, very similar to, I mean, it's obviously something very large, but very, very similar to methodology for how you should um, unpack or create a design methodology for uh, any product. Yeah, we try to get a keynote speaker at all the events that at least one, we actually had two in, in Denver that are um, you know not sponsor-based or anything like that. They're just expert practitioners of, of 3D printing within their specific area of expertise. Um, you know, that typically have like a long history within the industry. Like our first one was, you know, we're really fortunate in Detroit to have Harold Sears, who I think, you know, a lot of people know as being kind of, you know, huge in the automotive side of AM. Um, and so I think those those specifically um, have always been really insightful because it's people who've been in the industry and been doing this for tens, you know, of years sometimes. Yeah. So you've got the 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 next event coming up in Milwaukee. You want to give the, the details on that? So if people want to kind of go check it out or go find out information, yeah, or even so if they're not in Milwaukee, like where would they go to, to find out when it's nearby them? Yeah, for sure. I mean, so it's um, Milwaukee's August 17th, as I mentioned. So we always do them on a Thursday. Um, and uh, you can find all the information on just implementam.com. Um, and you can sign up for future events as well, just to be notified. So we, we have a bunch of different cities listed there. And honestly, if we get enough registrants for any given city, we'll we'll just do it. You know, we the, the beauty of it is it's David and I, and so we have that flexibility and we can just um, change, you know, direction on a dime. So um, there's that option. And then there's also, you can just let us know, you know, email us as well, um, you know, either on LinkedIn or, or just through the website. It's probably the best way to do it um, in terms of like, oh, hey, you know, can we do one in my city? Um, we're more than happy to to look into that if there's an interest. Awesome. Yeah. And we, um, so three degrees, we have a, a, a team that's spread out around the, the country and we had happened to have a couple of people in Denver, um, for the last event. And so we heard, or I heard from, from Jim and the team that, that we sent there, that it was an awesome event. They're already doing networking after the fact. So, um, oh, cool. it was, uh, heard a lot of good things from it. I'm excited to attend my first one soon. One of these days when we mm -hmm. get over there, but, um, thank you both for all the work that you're doing. I think this is awesome to kind of reach different markets with different ideas in the industry and, um, uh, keep up the, the awesome work and awesome support of the industry. Awesome. Thanks. Yeah, thank you.